BYU Cougar basketball is back in action. Pass picked off by TJ for Big three. Shot. Yes! And the Cougars take the lead. Top of the key three for TJ Haas. Let's get you ready to root on the boys in blue. This is Cougar Pregame Live on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Here's your host, Ben Bagley. Good afternoon, and when I say when I say afternoon, I mean just barely afternoon. Cougar fans and BYU basketball fans, welcome into Cougar Pregame Live this afternoon. The BYU Cougars host the Montana Tech Or Diggers. BYU fresh off what we can call a very successful trip to Hawaii, in which they came home taking a third place finish in the Maui Invitational. So, how does a third place finish result? In a tournament result in a quote-unquote very successful trip, it does when you beat UCLA in the opening game in a dominant fashion. You play a tough game against a top-five ranked team in Kansas, a game which saw the Cougars trail by two at half before falling in the end. And then you go on to beat Virginia Tech 90-77 to on Wednesday to finish third. If you look at the tournament as a whole, overall the Maui trip resulted in a great resume builder for BYU when March comes around and you're looking for the at-large bid in the NCAA tournament. In fact, if you look at it, you played for sure one quad one game against Kansas. Now when the selection committee takes a look at this in the end, it's not always wins versus quad one games, but how many quad one games you played. You get one versus Kansas, and even though you lost, that helps your resume. You get at least a quad one, possibly a quad, or at least a quad two, possibly a quad one win against Virginia Tech, depending on how the Hokies finish that season. That win could be a quad one win. It could right now it sits just over that line to quad two, which is still very good for a resume. And maybe some of the best news coming out of the performances for the Cougars in Maui was T.J. Haas finding his stroke from the field again, shooting 18 for 36, 50% from the field, and 9 of 20, 45% from three. T.J. Haas, especially in that Virginia Tech game, he owned that game. He he controlled that game from the get-go and played in a fantastic game against Vatek. So T.J. Haas coming into tonight's game against Montana Tech, hot and ready to go. Yesterday on BYU Sports Nation, Zach Selyus joined Jerem Jordan and Jason Shepard and talked about the trip to Maui and how the Cougars benefit from it and looked ahead to what's next. Here's a portion of that conversation. Congratulations on the wins, and, and, and you were in Hawaii. I mean, that was about as good as that experience could be, right? Yeah, it was awesome. And to be in Hawaii, to do all of that is even better. Yeah, that was that was fantastic. And you got home, what, at 1 a.m. this morning? Until yeah, us? yep, 1 a.m., I Yet guess. Here you are at 1038. Thanks for coming in. Yeah, thank you. That's dedication. sleeping. <laughs> yeah. Okay, why, why do your teammates call you Larry? Um... I actually don't think any of my teammates here have called me Larry. Oh, it's the older group? I think it's my dad called me it when I was little, and it stuck. And all my high school teammates called me Larry. All my friends growing up called me Larry. So, But what's the? where did it originate? What's the? Why did your dad call you Larry? Um, it's because I wasn't paying attention, and he was calling my name, and then he got really mad, and so he just yelled Larry, and I turned around. <laughs> And so it stuck ever since then. <laughs> I thought it was some homage to like, like Larry, Larry Bird, Bird or yeah. something. Yeah. yeah, that's what everyone thinks, but it's it's not. Sadly, you weren't paying attention. Zach. <laughs> that's hilarious, man. Um, let's talk about uh, the, more on their performance in, in Maui. So you show up. Obviously, you want to win the tournament, but you beat UCLA uh, by 15. Awesome. You get a chance to play Kansas. Second half got away from you, but then Virginia Tech uh, 17 threes. How'd you feel about those three games? 
they were awesome. You know, going into UCLA, we were super motivated. You know, we just like we we're just so hyped to be in Maui. We felt good and shoot around and everything, and you know, we just wanted to win. That's all we cared about. And going into that game, that's what we did. And then going into Kansas, you know, there was nothing better. You're playing the number four team in the nation, which they'll probably go up to in the rankings. And you know, it's it was awesome to have that experience. And they were they were a good team, really good team. And you know, we couldn't hit some shots and but then going from that game to the Virginia Tech game we were just we learned so much through those two games and being out there you know and not having practices in between no time to do anything or prepare other than just like watching film and you're just so you know kind of angry from losing but you just wanted to play again and so we just had this fight that were like let's just go play like let's just go have fun enjoy this time being here and just and just win, and that's what we did, and it was awesome. So, is that what happened in this in the second half against the Hokies? Because you're down two at halftime, and then you come out in that second half, and you're just shooting the lights out. I mean, TJ got going, and, and it just was infectious, and it seemed like every shot was going down in that second half. Yeah, TJ went crazy. Uh, I, he was on fire, and you know, once that one person starts hitting shots, and you watch that ball go through the rim, you're just like, all right. Now it's time for everyone else to start doing the same thing. And TJ got going, and then he also got everyone else going. And so it just showed how amazing TJ is as a player, and it showed how great our team is together, and it was awesome. It was a fun second half. Uh, first half was great. It was just time for us to just get our motor going. 17 made threes, ties a BYU record, and in the second half you put up 55 points, shot 66%. Uh, made nine threes in the first half, eight in the second half. Was that the t- was that second half the type of team that this can be? Was that did that give us a taste of? I know Yoli Childs comes back in two games, but that looked pretty stinking good. Yeah, for sure. Uh, that is definitely a team that we're trying to become and everything. But one thing that we're really focusing on is that we're going to get better each time. And so our next game, we're hoping to be better than that. And then after that, be better than that past game. Well, good, because that's the Utah game. Exactly. <laughs> and so by the end of the season, we should be better than we've ever been in this preseason. And so it'll be an awesome season, and it's exciting for all of us. When you think about it, the game tomorrow against Montana Tech is the last game that you guys will play without Yoli. Is it crazy to think that... We've already made it through the first nine games of the season. That was talked about so much. He's going to miss the first nine, and it's like, man, that seems like so many. And and honestly, it is because it was unfair that he had that many. But now that we're at this point, it seems crazy that we're already through, after tomorrow, through nine games. Yeah, it's wild how fast this season goes. You know, and that's one thing for these younger guys that they don't realize is that it's hard. It's, you know, it takes a toll on your body, but it goes by so fast. You know, I mean, I'm already a senior, and like, it's crazy. And, you know, we're through nine games, and then we get Yoli back, and it's awesome. It'll be so fun. You guys took a, a picture with all the fans that were there, too. It was a nice showing from Cougar Nation, which is the norm. Yeah, it was awesome. I mean, Brian was telling the story that he was trying to bring kids onto the floor, and the security guard was telling him to no, 
And then Brian pointed, and the security guard turned around, and it was Coach Pope telling him to all come down. And so he just, he just like, stepped aside and let them all down. And it was awesome to have everyone come down to the court and take a picture and just to interact with everyone. So it was really fun. How was the gym? Because I've heard stories from years past where it was, like, crazy humid or whatever. Was it normal conditions? You weren't sweating excessively or anything crazy? Because it is humid, oh, of course, in Hawaii. I was sweating like crazy. You know, it's... But I loved it, you know. It was it was like hot yoga or something. Yeah, like. it was. Like, I don't know if you remember Chase Fisher on the show. He talked about how he felt like he was in his homeland, and that's how I felt to in be his honest. Homeland, West yeah. Virginia. What is he? Like, I don't in know. The South, where it's where you have all yeah. the humidity. Yeah, he just he just felt at home like a native, and I felt like a native there. You know, <laughs> Maybe just, that's why he hit ten threes <laughs> in that game. <laughs> like you're in, like you're in your uh, you know you got a sweat on you know you're in yeah. a lather or whatever right? Yeah, okay. exactly, and it was. Awesome as a shooter's gym for sure, mm. and it was just a cool atmosphere. You know, I mean, you had to like walk upstairs to get to a, the gym, and it was just different, and it was fun. You and I have talked about this before. How, how do you feel your season is going? And did you know that you lead the team in rebounding? I did not. You know have that. a slight advantage over Jake Toulson. Wow, he's at four point nine. You're at five rebounds. The only child's will have some catching up to. <laughs> yeah, he has some catching up. <laughs> <laughs> what a senior year for you, by the way. Um, you get Italy before the season, Hawaii, and now you have the, this tremendous schedule. What's it been like to play this schedule and uh, I guess be the leading rebounder in the schedule? <laughs> uh, it's been awesome. It's a great senior year. It's full of just fun experiences and. You know, and this team is awesome. This is one of my favorite teams, and, you know, everyone's so close, and it's just a fun time, you know. Who doesn't love basketball, and especially to go to a place like Italy, a place like Hawaii, and now we just get to, you know, do all this stuff in conference and to be able to win more games, and it's going to be fun to see how this team turns out at the end of the season. And let's talk about that because we were discussing uh, – we, we talk about the tournament train, right? Is it coming down the tracks? So far, so good in terms of how you guys have done without Yoli Childs. The committee will certainly take that into account. What was BYU before and what are they after? How do you feel about some of the nice tournament resume wins you've put up uh, so far with Houston and Virginia Tech and others? Yeah, they're great. I mean, it's good to have those, like to be able to put those in our back pocket and just uh, you know have those wins, especially down the road and but it's still just like a one game at a time type of thing. You know, we got to focus on Saturday and focus on this win. And, you know, nothing's going to happen later if we don't focus on this one win. And so we just got to keep, you know, just on track of where we're going and hopefully not get ahead of ourselves. You're Zach Selyus there at the end of that conversation talking about not getting ahead of yourself. It might be easy to do so when you look at this Montana Tech or Digger team. As they are 4-3, and three, they play in the Frontier Conference. If you go to the Ken Palm page, uh, KenPalm.com, you look at all the stats and stuff, usually before a game, uh, as you look at the, the rundown, Ken Palm has a win percentage for you going into that game and a projected score. For example, if we skip ahead a, a game to the, to the Utah game on Wednesday, BYU's got a 61% chance of winning that game and a projected score of 75-72. But for this Montana Tech game, BYU has a 100% chance to win, according to Ken Palm, and no projected score, just a bold black 
W there for Ken Palm. So uh, this should be a game where BYU rolls and it has a good time of it. Uh, a nice little, nice little kind of refresh coming out of the islands. But I like what Zach said there at the end of that interview. He says, can't get ahead of ourselves. you got this game today. We'll talk more about that game today coming up next with Mark Durant. This season, BYU Basketball and Mountain America Credit Union are changing lives. For each three-pointer BYU makes, Mountain America will donate $50 to the American Red Cross to help fund humanitarian services and programs. Coming up next, we'll talk to... Mark Durant with a courtside conversation. Cougar pregame live continues in the moment in a moment on the new skin BYU Sports Network. Here's Ben Bagley with more Cougar pregame live on the new skin BYU Sports Network. Welcome back to Cougar pregame live as the BYU Cougars get ready to face the Montana Tech Ore Diggers today at the Marriott Center. It would be the ninth game of the season, and that number is significant for one very important reason. It is the final game of the Yoli Child suspension as we get you ready for the game here on Cougar Pregame Live. It's time for our courtside conversation with Mark Durant. We'll start this conversation here. Mark, how are you? Well, I'm doing pretty good. I mean, I went from paradise and uh, sunny Hawaii to stuck in snowy traffic, and <laughs> so it's it's a harsh reality check for me, but always happy to talk to you, Ben. Well, it's great to have you here, Mark. It's it's exciting day. It's like I said, this is the final game of the Yoli Child suspension as the Cougars turn the page and get on to the next chapter of this season. We'll talk about that in just a second. But let's talk about that Maui trip before we turn the page. What was the best thing that happened to this team at the Maui invite? I think the reemergence of T.J. Haas. I mean, we all know he's a good player, but he struggled. He obviously hit the big shot against Houston, but uh, it really re- had a hard time. I mean, until that at the ten minute mark of the of the UCLA game, he was almost a liability to have on the floor. I mean, he always does some good things, but he was just missing so many shots and just wasn't wasn't working out for him. And and I, I noted that. Coach Pope took him aside on the sideline and had a really animated conversation with him. And boy, from that moment on, I'm not sure what he said, but if it worked, because he was just amazing in that UCLA game, played decent in Kansas, and then that, of course, that uh, uh, that Virginia Tech game was just one of the best five minute stretch I've ever seen anybody play. So uh, that's why that's important is. TJ is uh, obviously a senior leader. Um, he's a guy that can penetrate off the dribble and beat his guy off the dribble and create his own shot. Um, but when he's struggling to make a three, it just kind of drags everybody down, and he's just too good a player to to not be knocking down those shots. So uh, I like I like what TJ's doing, and I suspect it will continue. I think he just needed to have a couple games to get his confidence back, get his shot back, and. He'll be the TJ that we all know and love. And, man, was he ever in the second half of UCLA and Virginia Tech, and uh, he made all the difference. I think in the Virginia Tech game, uh, that was what I like to call a maestro performance because he he ran that game. He stood up on the podium. He was directing every section of the orchestra of what was going on, and he had complete control of that game. But you mentioned the three-game stretch or two-and-a-half-game stretch. You just want to take the second half of the UCLA game. T.J. Haas shoots 50% for the Maui tournament and 45% from three. And when he's doing that, this team's going to win some games. Yeah, and the other thing it does is, I mean, he, he's not just about him scoring, but he creates for other guys. And like I said, he's a, he's a guy that can 
beat a man off the dribble and get in the paint. And if you can have a, a guard, a point guard particularly, get in the paint, it just causes all kinds of headaches for defenses because either a guard has to come help off with the wing and you kick it to a three-point shooter, or you have a big guy have to come up and you dump it off to a guy like Colby Lee who's just been playing great. And he's the biggest recipient of a guy like T.J. Oz playing well because he's just kind of waiting for that ball and the, everybody has to go to T.J. because he's playing well. And uh, that leaves a lot of wide open lifts for him. So, I mean, it's it, it, TJ is the guy that just gets gets everybody going the right way, and uh, and it's it's fun. In order for this team to be successful and run, and run the offense that Coach Pope wants to run, then it, it's got to be uh, TJ kind of running the show for that to happen. So it, it was good to see. Yeah, you, you jumped my next point there. Was Kobe Lee really the beneficiary of this? I mean, he missed three shots total in, in Hawaii as he went 17 for 20 from the field. And Coach Pope talked about talked with you guys after the game, the final game, after the Vatek game about Kobe Lee. The one thing that's changed in his game is he's getting the ball out of his hands, whether that's for a pass or a shot quickly and not bringing it down. But let's look ahead to the game today for the Cougars. To ho- they're hosting the Ordiggers of Montana Tech out of the Frontier con- Conference. The Ordiggers are 4-3, and three, and on paper this is a game the Cougars should win and win easily. That's the that that's on paper though. What should the Cougars be looking to accomplish in this game? Well, uh, you know, given the caliber of schedule that BYU's had, in order for them to have success, they've uh, they've, they've got to be able to expand the rotation. It's been really tight uh, because you know you're playing Kansas. You just you got to play your best guys at all times. You just can't have any couple minutes where you're not don't have your best scores on the floor. And so, uh, what what this game will allow is obviously you know you go play your guys for a little while. But hopefully, you get a big enough lead that uh, you can play guys like Trevor Nell a lot, who who looked really good. You can play uh, Blaze Neal, Evan Troy. And maybe find another guy or two that you can get in that rotation. So next time around, when you're playing tougher teams like your Utah States and Utah, that you feel more comfortable as a coach putting those guys in in those situations. So uh, it's it's a, you know I, I, I think an important game because it's their fourth game this week. You know, important to have a kind of a game that you can just uh, relax a little bit. Um, and uh, but still, you know, kind of not lose the momentum you have from the tournament. So I think this is just the right time to have this game and get a couple of guys some experience and uh, let your main guys rest a little bit, uh, and hopefully that'll be just what the doctor ordered for this team. Ken Garf, Honda, Nissan, and Volkswagen, and Orem proudly present the keys to the game. Mark, as we wrap up with you, what are your keys to the tonight's game? Uh, number one key in all of these types of games is no injuries. I mean, you're going to win the game. I, 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 Ken Palm says 100%. I say 110% going to happen. <laughs> but uh, don't get any injuries and just, you know, try and try and uh, execute well. Even when you get a lead, sometimes you, you kind of get away from your principles. So don't get injured and just keep keep, you know, working on making that offense click as, as good as it can because the next game you have is a big one. All right, Mark, thanks. Look forward to yours and Jason's call from Courtside at the Marriott Center coming up in here in about a half hour. You're the best, Ben. Thanks, man. One of these times, 
I'm not going to have bad luck and I get to talk to you on the headset on court side. I, I, I dream of that day. I'm, I'm just hoping it's not me. <laughs> Thanks, All right, my Mark. brother. Thanks. After a quick timeout, we'll look at some other scores in college hoops and college football as well as the big gaming on the gridiron in college sports. Also, we'll preview tonight's Cougar football game against the San Diego State Aztecs. You're listening to Cougar Pregame Live on the new skin BYU Sports Network. Let's get you back to Cougar Pregame Live with your host, Ben Bagley. Welcome back to Cougar Pregame Live. I am Ben Bagley. We're getting you ready for BYU Cougars hosting the Montana Tech Ore Diggers at the Marriott Center this afternoon. Tip off about 25 minutes away. We'll get you to courtside with Jason Shepard and Mark Durant in just a moment. First, let's take a look at some scores from around college basketball and college football. In college hoops, only one top 25 game in action. Actually, not in action. It's finished up right now. Number 25, Xavier, is an 87-62 victor over Linscombe. To only two other top 25 games tonight. today is number 17, Tennessee, takes on number 20, VCU, and number 21, Colorado, hosts Sacramento State. In college football, it's rivalry Saturday as we wrap up the regular season in college football. Right now in a big game at the big house, number one, Ohio State has a 35-16 lead over 13, Michigan, that game with the seven minutes left in the third quarter. Just wrapping the third quarter, number three, Clemson has a 31-3 lead on South Carolina. And number four, Georgia, also a big lead on Georgia Tech, 24-7. to Tonight, the BYU football team will wrap up their regular season portion of the schedule on the road facing the San Diego State Aztecs. BYU comes off a game against UMass where the Cougars scored 42 points in the second quarter on their way to a 56-25 win, but don't expect either team to light up the scoreboard tonight. The Aztecs, well, how do you say this in a nice way, are not good on offense. San Diego State is 118th nationally in scoring offense, 111th in total offense. But defensively, they're as good as they are bad offensively. Uh, they are 6th in the nation scoring defense and 8th in the nation in total defense. So Zach Wilson, the BYU, will have some work ahead of them. But it's a good test for the BYU Cougars as they look to finish the season on a high note, getting ready for the Hawaii Bowl on Christmas Eve. Coming up next, we'll send you back to the Marriott Center for the Cougar pregame coaches show with with Jason Shepard, you're listening to BYU Basketball on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. It's time to get the inside scoop on today's game. This is the Zions Bank Cougar Pregame Coaches Show. Zions Bank. For a financial slam dunk, Zions Bank is for you. The Cougar Pregame Coaches Show is also brought to you by Mountain America Credit Union. Mountain America Visa credit cards featuring triple rewards. Now, let's head back to the Mo Betta's courtside seats and join Jason Shepard. Good afternoon, Cougar basketball fans. Welcome in to the Marriott Center in Provo, Utah. I am courtside getting ready for the BYU Cougars and the Montana Tech Ore Diggers. This is the Zions Bank Cougar pregame coaches show for a financial slam dunk. Zions Bank is for you. Normally at this point, I would say I am joined by my broadcast partner, former BYU basketball star Mark Durant. However, due to some traffic issues on i-15 mark durant is probably listening to this as we speak so mark durant will be joining us coming up in just a little bit but the good news is the byu basketball team is back from maui where they went two and one 
with convincing wins over UCLA and Virginia Tech. The BYU Cougars ended up taking third place in the prestigious Maui Invitational, and it's not a surprise to notice that in both victories, BYU shot the ball very well. That includes 17 threes, which tied a program record against Virginia Tech. BYU, especially in that second half against Tech, shooting lights out. T.J. Haas was phenomenal, and quite frankly, the entire team, it seemed like once one three went down, it was contagious, and the Cougars could not be stopped from the perimeter. And in that second half, BYU outscoring the Hokies 55-40. to 40. Another uh, fantastic shooting performance for the Cougars, something they are hoping to continue today against Montana Tech. Coming up next, my pregame conversation with the head coach of the Cougars, Mark Pope, as the Science Bank Cougar Pregame Coaches Show rolls on on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. You're tuned to the Cougar Pregame Coaches Show. For more with head coach Mark Pope, let's rejoin your host, Jason Shepard. Welcome back to the Marriott Center. Jason Shepard, soon to be joined by Mark Durant. We've got BYU and Montana Tech coming up for you. The Montana Tech Ore Diggers out of the Frontier Conference. We'll get more into the Ore Diggers coming up in just a little bit. In his first season as head coach of the BYU Cougars, Mark Pope has BYU at 5-3 and three with an opportunity to go 6-3. and three. And as we mentioned in the first segment, coming off a very impressive third-place finish in the Maui Invitational, I caught up with the head coach of the Cougars just moments ago. Here's our conversation. After spending a couple of days in Hawaii, you knew the weather was not going to last. Welcome back to Utah, 30 degrees and snow. Yeah, it's, it's so beautiful. I mean, my goodness. Uh, we, we were watching the snow last night and then got up early this morning, and it's just it's so beautiful here. I love the snow. Well, beyond just the really good weather and the scenic views, a really great showing for BYU basketball. Just your overall thoughts on the way that tournament went finishing third. Yeah, I mean, we're super proud. Um course we would have loved to get Kansas uh we were just a little overmatched for where we are right now we're just not quite ready for them but we're gonna we're gonna by the end of the season we're gonna be a team that will be ready and um but these guys performance on the glass in transition defense in half court defense and sharing the ball was spectacular we we all feel like we're we continue to grow we're spending larger chunks of the game Kind of understanding who we can be and and what we're supposed to look like and and we were rewarded for it this this week and that's pretty awesome. Obviously, everyone's going to remember the seventeen threes and rightfully so. It was an unbelievable performance. But one of the things I look back on that entire uh, Maui Invitational and I look at the play of Colby Lee. The guy missed a total of three shots, shooting eighty five percent during that tournament. He has really come a long way, even just from the beginning of the year. Yeah, he's been really special. Uh, not only, you know, the, what's been super special about him, and he's been the receiver on, there's so many facets to his success. One, the IQ that he's approaching the game with in terms of understanding what he's capable of doing well right now and what he's staying away from is great. His focus on simple things like just catching first that are so monumentally important has been really solid and it's getting better. He's also been the, the receiver of great ball movement and our guards keeping their dribble alive and guys making the extra pass and guys having 
unbelievable discretion and decision making about the opportunities they're chasing and the ones that they're passing up for a teammate or creating for a teammate. And so all those things put together, uh, he put together a great week and he's growing, you know, and he's going to continue to grow in fits and starts. There's going to be setbacks and then he's going to grow more and a setback and he's going to grow more. And, but his trajectory overall is really positive and, and that's what we expected from him and that's what he expects from himself. You had said a couple of games ago that you, you probably were going to start increasing your bench a little bit. Is that something we'll continue to see today and moving forward? Well, I hope so. You know, it's, 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 uh, you know, it was a little bit challenging. Our schedule has been so – it's like we play a top 50 team every single night. And, um, and so it, it hasn't given us a lot of space to kind of breathe and explore the game. And, uh, but, but hopefully we will. Uh, you know, Trevin Nell actually played uh, huge minutes for us in the Virginia Tech game. And, and his contrib- he made two threes, but his contribution defensively and, and with loose balls was, was probably even more important. And that's a great sign. And, you know, we've had uh, moments from Evan Troy where he's coming and really, really helped us, and Taylor Mon and, and Blaze Neal is a really talented player uh, who we'd like to, to squeeze in and, and get some action and get him some experience. It's just, you know, I don't know where there is on their schedule we're going to be able to do that, but his schedule has been has been pretty grueling, and so so we haven't had that much opportunity to kind of just 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 you know not be fully dialed in on putting the absolute best proven product on the floor we can. Drop down a, vis- a division to face Montana Tech today. How do you approach a, a game in an opponent like this? You know, this game. One of the, I've said this before. Um, experienced players don't make every shot. They don't make every right decision. That's not what happens as experienced players. Experienced players understand the one thing they know, the one thing experience gives them is that it is so hard to win. It's so hard to win. If you go to the rec center and play against a pickup team, it's hard to win. And if you go play against the Los Angeles Lakers, it's hard to win. And and that's what experience breeds. So I expect my guys. And we also have a goal, and that goal is to get better every single day. And so – you know, this is a test for our guys to see if they've really bought in, if they really care about that. Do they really care about getting better every single day? Because our only chance this season is for us to get better every single day and not waste a single moment. We have so much growth to do and so much understanding to gain and so much knowing each other. Our ceiling is way higher than where we are now, but for us to get there, we can't waste a moment. And we certainly can't waste this opportunity to go compete on the court against a team that's already proven they can beat Division One teams. And I'm sure we'll talk more about this on post game. but this is the last game without Yoli. Uh, you've made it through, and, and not only have you made it through, you have an opportunity to go 6-3, and three, which is pretty impressive. Yeah, we're, um, you know, one, I'm excited about what the team's working towards right now. And two, we, we, we're just so excited to get Yoli back because – we know we have to get better, and and when we know that we do that together, and so um, not having him be able to be on the floor as we're growing uh, it makes everybody anxious because we need to grow with him, and so um, you know we need to go perform really well tonight and 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 get better and and be successful, and then and then we got to welcome him back into a uniform, which we're all excited about, and then we then we get to start this process for real, where we get have to get better every single day. Thanks for the time. Appreciate it. Good luck, and we'll talk to you afterwards. Thanks, Max. That was the head coach of the BYU Cougars, Mark Pope, and that's tonight's Zions Bank Cougar pregame coaches show. Title and escrow can be complicated. With over 50 years' experience in Utah, Provo Land Title has the expertise to navigate your buying, selling, or building project. Provo Land Title, making the complicated easier. The Cougar tip-off show is next on the new skin, BYU Sports Network.
It's almost time to hit the hardwood. This is the Cougar Tip-Off Show, brought to you by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. The Cougar Tip-Off Show is also brought to you by BYU Dining, the classic BYU tradition. Have a scoop today. Siegfried and Jensen. Siegfried and Jensen has been helping Utah families for over 25 years. Also brought to you by Utah Honda Dealers. Now let's head live to the Mo Betta's courtside seats and join Mark Durant alongside Jason Shepard. Welcome back inside the Marriott Center and the Cougar Tip-Off Show brought to you by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. I was at the BYU Store just a couple of days ago. I hadn't been in there in a while, so most of the construction is now done. And man, that looks fantastic. If you haven't had an opportunity to stop by the BYU store, I highly recommend it, not not to mention being able to go online and get some of those great deals. Jason Shepard, and soon to be joined by Mark Durant. Uh, This is an actual slow-arriving crowd as well. Massive accident on I-15 southbound that's holding up a lot of people, including my good friend Mark Durant, who's listening to a pregame as we speak right now on his way in. He's uh, hoping to join us for the broadcast. BYU and Montana Tech coming your way in just a little bit. Today is a big day for BYU as Yoli Childs walks in front of me here at the Marriott Center. It is the final game that BYU will play without Yoli Childs. This is the ninth game of Yoli's nine-game suspension, which means that BYU will get their star back on Wednesday against who? That would be BYU's rival, the University of Utah, that game to be played up in Salt Lake City. A win today would give BYU a 6-3 and three record without Yoli, and I'd say that's pretty impressive when you look at the schedule that BYU faced, when you look at the teams that the Cougars have faced, to be able to get wins on the road at Houston, we all know how exciting that was with the buzzer beater by T.J. Hawes as time expired to beat the Cougars in red. Then you get the win over UCLA in game one of the Maui Invitational and then the win over Virginia Tech just a couple of nights ago. To be able to go with the possibility of going 6-3 and three with a victory today without Yoli Childs is a big-time accomplishment for this BYU team. After today, they've made it through, as I was talking with Coach Pope about, they've made it through the nine games, and now they will get their star back, which should be one of those things where team playing well and then you bring back a superstar like Yoli Childs, this team should be able to kick it into high gear. Coming up after the break, my conversation with Ore Diggers head coach Adam Hyatt as we get you ready for BYU and Montana Tech. This is the Cougar Tip-Off Show on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. This is the Cougar Tip-Off Show. Let's head back live courtside and join Jason Shepard. Welcome back to the Marriott Center. You never want to interrupt the prayer on a live broadcast. Jason Shepard and Mark Durant with you. The head coach of the Montana Tech Ore Diggers is Adam Hyatt. Coach Hyatt is in his fourth season in Butte. Adam is a former all-conference performer at Ricks College. After two seasons at Ricks, Hyatt finished his playing career at Westminster in Salt Lake City. Coach Hyatt would go on to be the head coach at Westminster from 2011 to 2015 before making his way to the Ore Diggers. I spoke with Coach Hyatt a short time ago. Here's our conversation. 
Well, first and foremost, how was the Thanksgiving holidays? I know it's prob- it breaks it up having to play games, but did, were you at least able to get a little bit of food and family time? Yeah, a little bit. I mean, we, we gave Thanksgiving Day off to all of our guys. We, you know, they all got to go home for the day, and then we reconvened Friday morning and came down here. And you guys drove down here. You didn't fly down. What's the, this is not a trip I've ever made, so what's the, the travel time from Butte down here to Provo? Well, from Butte to Salt Lake is about five hours, so it's not that far of a drive. Yesterday, we made it from Butte to down here about seven and a half hours because of the snow. It was a really, really bad weather day yesterday. It's probably fairly, it's probably very reminiscent. Is this the weather that you're seeing up in Montana? Yeah, we've, we've had a wonderful fall. It's been dry. We didn't have any snow until Thanksgiving. Tell me a little bit about your team. I, I was looking over the roster, a lot of local guys. What's the identity of your team right now? Well, we're a great defensive team, typically. Uh, we have a lot of length and quickness on the perimeter. Uh, that, that's always been our staple. We took, I took over the program up there f- about four years ago. This is our fourth season. And I was the previous head coach at Westminster, just up the road in Salt Lake City. And so when we, when we took the job over, as a staff, our whole objective was we're going to build culture. And we're going to build a culture of toughness and uh, uh, of being able to impose our will defensively. And that's what we've been able to do these last few years. We've been really good defensively. The, the difference between those previous years where we've been building to this year is we actually got some offensive firepower now. Controlling the tempo for both of these teams today is probably the objective. So obviously somebody's going to end up being uh, correct at that and somebody's probably going to struggle a little bit when both want to do it. Right. You know, it's interesting because we do want to play fast and we want the score to be in the 80s. That's, that's yeah. kind of the way that we want to play. Uh, I know they want to play the same way. And so it's like we just we got to be able to play the rhythm that we want to play and not let it get away from us. Did I see that you guys scored 151 points in the uh, the opening game? Is that That's pretty impressive. I don't care who you're playing. <laughs> yeah, we won by 99 points. Uh, it was, is uh, it the largest margin of victory you've ever it, had? It, yes, it is for me personally. It's a school record for most points in the game and for the largest margin of victory. We've tried to block that game out because we, we just want to focus on better opponents. But you would take 151 points today, right? Oh, gosh, yeah. I, I, that, that's highly unlikely, but, yes, we would take that. So Now, you mentioned that you were at Westminster. You're obviously very familiar. You, you played at Ricks, then you yep. played at Westminster, then yep. you were the head coach at Westminster. You're obviously very familiar with basketball in the state of Utah and BYU. What's your overall opinion of this Cougar team? I love this team. I think this team is outstanding. When they get Yoli back, they're going to be a handful for anybody. Although, in in some regards, the team that they're going to throw at us today is going to cause us a lot of problems because they can downsize and put five shooters on the floor at once, and it really stresses your defense, and there's just tons of gravity on the floor, and it pulls you out of the paint, and it creates a lot of drive lanes. So we're, we're going to be a little bit concerned about that. Typically, when you go into any game, there's a couple of guys that you can really load off your load up your help off of, and not not with this team. So this team is loaded with weapons. they got veteran leadership. They have a lot of good young talent. I like this team. I think this BYU team has a chance to do some major damage in the conference in their conference this year. How would former Ricks College standout Adam Hyatt play in a game like this? How would, how would he fare in a game like today? Well, I would play loose and free, and I'd embrace the moment. Uh, that's what I tell the guys. It's like, hey, this might be the biggest arena that you guys will ever play in, certainly this year. Hopefully it's a good crowd here. You just got to embrace the moment, go out with a lot of courage and confidence, and that's what's really going to carry what's going to really push our team forward. we got a huge conference game coming up on Tuesday. You know, we, we play our rival on Tuesday on the road, so we're using this game as kind of a preparation for that where we can go into a hostile environment. Another team's going to play with great confidence and rhythm on their floor, and we hope to just distort that rhythm a little bit and play with our own confidence. Because of your history in the state of Utah, what's it like to be able to be back? Oh, it's wonderful. Uh, my, you know, my in-laws live up in Midway. Uh, my wife's from Utah. It's just fun to have the family come down. Uh, it's, a gr- it's a great place. Um, you know, I... 
I, I played for Coach Tommy Connor, who's the associate head coach up at Utah, uh, the University of Utah. I know they play on Wednesday, so I'm sure that he'll be picking my brain here after the game, you know, <laughs> to kind of get some thoughts. But no, I, it's a it's a great place to be. We enjoyed our time. We lived here for 13 years. Uh, it's wonderful up in Montana, but it's always a treat to come home. Thank you for your time, and I appreciate it. All right, thank you. That's Montana Tech head coach Adam Hyatt. It's time for our You Be the Judge feature, sponsored by Legally Mine. Legally Mine equals asset protection. Go to LegallyMindUSA.com to learn what you can do to stop lawsuits dead in their tracks. Tonight's trivia question is this. Montana Tech's home court is named after a current college basketball head coach that BYU has already faced this season. Name that head coach. The answer coming up next as the Cougar Tip-Off show continues on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Welcome back to the Cougar Tip-Off show. Let's rejoin Jason Shepard. It's time for our You Be the Judge feature, sponsored by Legally Mine, Legally Mine, equals asset protection go to legallymindusa.com to learn what you can do to stop lawsuits dead in their tracks tonight's question is this montana tech's home court is named after a current college head coach that byu has already faced this season name that head coach the ore diggers home court is named kelvin sampson court after current houston head coach kelvin sampson and if you're wondering what the connection is there Kelvin was an assistant coach with Montana Tech for one season in the 1980-1981 season, and then he was the head coach from 1981 until 1985. Time for a final break. We'll wrap up the Cougar Tip-Off show next on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. The Cougar Tip-Off Show rolls on. Let's head back live, courtside. Welcome back into the Marriott Center. BYU, Montana Tech coming your way in just a moment. A couple of miscellaneous notes for you, and I touched on this with head coach Mark Pope play of Colby Lee over the last three games has been fantastic. 12 points on 17 of 20 shooting for 85%. He has been fantastic. Looking to continue that strong play today against the Ore Diggers. Tip-off is next. This has been the Cougar Tip-Off Show on the new skin, BYU Sports Network.